1: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. How did the Clippers
2: let that happen? Chad Ford's first reaction mock draft after the lottery. Plus, what does Cade Cunningham mean for the Detroit Pistons? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today.
1: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
2: In the final two minutes of the Western Conference Finals, there were about half a dozen game winning plays, it seemed. And of course, there were about a half a dozen reviews that dragged it on. But the Suns won a thriller, 104 103, on a DeAndre Ayton lob to send the series to LA with the Suns boasting a 2 nothing lead. Joining me now from Locked On Suns, Brendan Clean And Brendan, this is a gutty performance from the Suns. Uh, Devin Booker with a busted nose sets a back-breaking screen to set up the game-winning play. What is your big takeaway from the final two-minute stretch here?
0: Exactly what you said, the, the plays that we thought would be the end that weren't. I'm thinking of Paul George making a pull-up jumper that, that gave the Clippers a lead with less than a minute to go, him missing two free throws that kept the Suns in it, a missed Mikhail Bridges corner three, um, all of the plays that we thought would be the deciding ones that did not end up being it because of that 0.8 seconds left alley-oop, and uh, huge credit to not the Stars necessarily, but... Like you said, Monty Williams for drawing it up and and Booker for setting the screen. And of course, Aiton for coming down and slamming it home to win the game.
2: Yeah, and and you named a handful of things there. and, And we didn't even talk about Devin Booker hitting a shot from the elbow to take the lead or the replay review that gave the ball back to the Clippers when the Suns had a chance to take the lead once again. Let's talk about those reviews, Brendan, because this is going to be a big story coming out of this game. How does the NBA get a handle on all of this? Because just watching Twitter, and I know Twitter is not the reality for everyone, but man, NBA Twitter hated what was going on here. And I just, I don't know how the, the average NBA fan enjoyed that part of this.
0: I think you're completely right. I mean, it's uh, it's not going to go unnoticed by the Suns uh, MVP candidate, Chris Paul, who has a history with Scott Foster, who is the officiating chief in this game. That will, uh, I'm sure, come up. I'm sure that CP3 is somewhere uh, laughing, I guess, getting the last laugh now that the Suns emerged victorious. But yeah, a lot of those were honestly directly asked for by Patrick Beverly. So uh, it's, it's clear that when, that when that type of thing is being created by players, that type of chaos in the middle of a game, it's probably not good. It's not good for the product. Credit to the players. We saw high-level basketball, even with all the stoppage, but... Yeah, even in the building it was like like we were talking about with the plays, we thought they were the end. We also kept getting stopped by a lot of these iffy calls that got reviewed for far too long.
2: Locked on today's broadtune to partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today coming up, Chad Ford's immediate draft lottery big board. That's next. The Montreal Canadiens weren't supposed to be in the Stanley Cup semifinals. They really weren't supposed to take the lead in their series against the Vegas Golden Knights, but they did.
3: Hey there, everyone. This is Laura Saba of Locked On Canadiens. Stop me if you've heard this one before. The Canadians doing everything they needed to do to get a win against a formidable opponent in the playoffs. They've been doing it all playoffs long and they did it again tonight with a near perfect road game against, again, one of the top three teams in the league. The Canadians now bring it home with a chance to close out the series at home on Saint-Jean-Baptiste Day, which is a major holiday in Quebec. And they cannot take Vegas lightly. Vegas is a phenomenal team and really good at road games. If they allow Vegas back into the series, there's a chance that they might win it. As the Colorado Avalanche and the Minnesota Wild have proven. However, the Canadians really doing whatever it takes. Impressed with Kanami's performance tonight. The fourth line continues to press with a good Eric Stahl goal there. Really, all of the Canadians were really sound defensively, keeping Vegas to the perimeter, not allowing them back in. You can't say enough about the effort that the Canadians have been putting in. And now they are one win away from the Stanley Cup final.
2: Chris Paul has declined an invitation to play for Team USA in the Summer Olympics. If the Suns reach the NBA Finals, there would be virtually no break for Paul from the end of the NBA season to the start of the Tokyo Olympics. Game 7 of the Finals is set for July 22nd. Team USA's opening Olympic game against France is July 25th. Toronto's Raptor guard Kyle Lowry has also declined an invitation to join the 12-man Team USA roster because of his impending free agency this summer. The hits keep on coming for the Mets, but it's not the kind that scores runs.
4: This is Ryan Finkelstein, host of Locked on Mets, breaking down another game where the Mets were shut out. The fourth time in the past week, this team needs to figure something out offensively. The big story is that Marcus Stroman exited this start in the second inning with a hip injury that is obviously something we'll continue to monitor but the mets pitching has carried this team all year and despite losing stroman in the second inning the mets bullpen held the braves to just three runs they were outstanding they're not going to be gassed moving forward because of this game and they don't get a victory out of it because the mets offense could only muster two hits one in the ninth inning by james mccann and one earlier in the game when jared Ikoff, the mets fifth starter Got a pinch hit infield single. Until the ninth inning, that was all the offense the Mets mustered.
2: That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for tonight on betonline.ag. The Eastern Conference Finals tip between the two teams that shocked the world to get there. The Milwaukee Bucks took down the favorites in the Brooklyn Nets, while the Atlanta Hawks took down the top-seeded Philadelphia 76ers. The BetOnline.ag line for this game is Milwaukee giving 7.5. The Tampa Bay Lightning have an opportunity to close out the New York Islanders tonight and punch their ticket to the Stanley Cup Final. The BetOnline.ag line for this game is Is Tampa giving a goal and a half? For all your NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoff, MLB or golf odds, BetOnline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
1: Is another story you need to know.
2: The Locked On NBA hosts from the NBA draft lottery teams did a live stream last night, and as it got closer and closer to finding out who would get the number one pick, the tension was building. Hopes of a better future danced in their heads. Then when the envelopes were opened, they revealed the Pistons would have the top overall pick for the first time since drafting future Hall of Fame center Bob Lanier out of St. Bonaventure in 1970. Locked On Pistons host, Khalil embodied the feeling of Pistons fans everywhere.
5: Oh, my God. I can't. Congrats, forget. Oh, my Coup. God.
3: Oh, my God.
5: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. Oh, my Congrats God. Congrats, too. Oh, Coup. my God. We did it, bro. I got, I'll, be, I'll be right back. Hold on. I'll be right back. I just need to let you guys know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I just, I, love it. I, just need, I just need to let you guys know that. On Twitter today, I said that if the Pistons got the first overall pick, I would have to shave my face. No, I did yeah, not. Yeah, it live. Where's the cream? Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I can't. I, I still can't. I can't believe we just did this. Oh, my God.
2: Well, it's pretty certain the Pistons will take Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State with the first selection. What does that mean for the rest of the top six? Locked on Mavs host Nick Angstadt asked our NBA insider Chad Ford how he sees the rest of those picks falling.
5: Let's go ahead and do a quick mock draft with Chad Ford. Uh, you've already said number one, Cade Cunningham. Number two, the Houston Rockets. You still think Evan Mobley? I do. Uh, I've got Cavs, Jalen Green at three. Uh, Raptors, Scotty Barnes at four. Uh, that could be Kaminga. I-, I could see both of those picks uh, there. And then that leaves the Magic at five with uh, Jalen Suggs and the Thunder with Jonathan Kaminga at six.
2: So what does Cade Cunningham in Detroit mean for the Pistons? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The best tasting protein bar ever, truly. I got a a note the other day from a friend of mine who just said the coconut almond is the best flavor. Uh, I have to agree. Of the standard flavors, the coconut almond is almost literally a candy bar, except you're talking about something that is low sugar, low-cal, high-protein, high-fiber. It is a modern miracle of engineering. I don't know how they do it. Uh, and frankly, I don't care because they are just delicious, all covered in 100% chocolate and every flavor seemingly better than the last. To try it or to go back and get more, go to builtbar.com and use promo code lox 15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code lox 15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day.
2: The Detroit Pistons will finally get the opportunity to put the Darko Milicic darkness behind them they get the number one overall pick in the 2020 NBA draft and joining me now from locked on Pistons Kuka Hill and Koo what does this mean to this Pistons organization to get a foundational piece like Cade Cunningham who has said according to Adrian Wojnarowski he will only work out for Detroit
5: it means everything man you should see how Pistons Twitter the Pistons fan base the community everyone's losing it everyone's going crazy this is going to do wonders for the Pistons franchise, a team that's in the first year of their rebuild doing a good job of getting pieces, good complementary pieces, getting a good job of getting Jeremy Grant, who could possibly be like a third guy, second guy for your team. They just went out and they've they've gotten the guy for them now, something they've been lacking for a very, very long time.
2: You, you mentioned Jeremy Grant. They also moved on from some aging players, guys like Blake Griffin, who went to Brooklyn, Derek Rose, who went to New York. They have seemingly gone in this full – uh, youth movement here with the full rebuild the tank at the end of last season how quickly do you think they could turn this around with someone like Cunningham who has the potential to be pretty good right away
5: so like before we draft Kate Cunningham we were looking at probably like a three to five year re- rebuild with Kate Cunningham we're looking at probably a two to three year rebuild I've been talking about it a lot on the podcast the Pistons and Troy Reaver has done a great job of getting like I said a bunch of complimentary pieces with Killian Hayes Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bey, where two of those guys have made all-rookie teams this year. Kay, uh, Killian Hayes might have made one if he stayed healthy throughout the season, but he just wasn't able to do that. But either way, they have good complementary pieces there. He did a good job of getting players for the cheap, like Josh Jackson, Frank Jackson, who both had good seasons, Hamadou Diallo. And then also, Jeremy Grant, who figures to be like the third guy for uh, a contending team. Someone that, when when he signed here, Troy Weaver got clowned a lot for it. So they have a lot of the... A lot of the building blocks there, they've been wanting to get that guy. That was the missing piece, and they just got that guy. That's going to speed this process up about, I believe, probably two years. And then Troy has his uh, treasure chest of assets. So I wouldn't be shocked here to see the Pistons possibly make another trade in like a, two years from now and put start like go straight into this with Cade Cunningham, Jeremy Grant, the core four from this past year's draft, and try to go get someone else to help them compete soon.
2: You mentioned a treasure trove of assets, another team that already has that treasure trove of assets, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Cade Cunningham went to Oklahoma State, the local boy. And there's already some murmurs that they may try and go all in and grab Cunningham to bring him back home. What would it take for Detroit to say yes to some kind of package like that?
5: There's absolutely no package to make it happen. And this is this is the this is the thing. The the, the thing that makes it like that is because, like I've said, The Pistons have been missing the guy for a very long time. You'd have to go back, like even with the 2004 team, everyone likes to talk about, oh, well, you had, like it was never one guy. It was like a core five, the starting five team. You probably would have to go back to what, like Grant Hill, and then they didn't even win with Grant Hill really, so then you had to probably go beforehand to get Isaiah Thomas. So they've been missing the guy for the longest time. They have all the other pieces here already. They're getting even more complimentary pieces. Again, missing the guy and they're going to get the guy right here no amount of picks uh the thing is with picks is that you don't know what they're going to turn into you don't know where they'll end up you don't know who will be available when what you do know is k cunningham's here available for you right now and he is a franchise guy and that's what you need so go get him
2: And finally, in the 24 hours since Carl Nassib became the first active NFL player to come out as gay, the Las Vegas Raiders defensive ends jersey has become the top selling item across the league according to Fanatics. Also on Tuesday, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr told reporters that he reached out to Nassib directly in the wake of his announcement, saying it was important to tell Nassib he loved him. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Thursday, will the Trey Young show be enough against Giannis and the Bucks? We'll have the fallout from Game 1 in the East, so at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.